This is episode 86 of the All Around Podcast, talking television film. Did you see anything? I know you didn't see the thing, but... Uh, finished The Righteous Gemstones. Okay. Finished, I think I finished Moon Knight. Oh. Um, got one episode left of Lakers. That's oh. about it. That's about it. So since the last time you spoke, I saw Doctor Strange. I saw... Uh, the first Top Gun. Oh, anticipation of the second one. Oh, you saw the first one. Yeah. Um, Did you cry when Gooch died? Goose. Gooch. Sorry, Gooch. Goose. Whatever. I mean, I knew he died. So, you know, um, it was interesting because I didn't know Meg Ryan and Tim Robbins were in it. So it's like you see Meg Ryan when she was like twenty. Yeah, I think see, she was uh, she was doing soap operas. I think at that point in time she was yeah. like, on like, and then Tim Robbins is you know like string bean, um, but it's it was it's not that good. it's not it very was good. very it was very eighties yeah um, yeah I mean it, it it was I mean some of the flying scenes were pretty cool. The Tom Skerritt's really good in it. Michael, it's interesting to see Michael Ironside, who I had never seen like as a young person in a movie before. Um, so well, he wasn't even really young, but he was younger. I, but I've always seen him as like he's always this old guy and everything. Yeah, former military old guy. Men- menacing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, the latent uh, homoerotic. You think? there's a lot of that there everyone walking around in towels like up in people's faces and it's like all right yeah watched uh yeah but literally the whole movie is basically danger zone and take my breath away holy i thought they only played danger zone like twice and they played take my breath away during the romance scene but no they play both each like four times every time kelly mcgillis shows up and it's just and they're outside of the uh, academy, and it's her and uh, Tom Cruise. You hear the doom doom, like you literally hear it. Um, and Tom Cruise has aged like maybe eight years since that movie, and Kelly McGillis has like burned through three cats' lives since then, probably. I mean, well, she like she's not really that attractive in the movie, <laughs> like exactly. <laughs> right, uh, right. Uh, but. Yeah, I mean, the main reason is because top the reviews have been coming out for the latest Top Gun, and they are, like, awesome. It's like a 98% or over 150 reviews. It's got, like, an 82 on Metacritic, and it's like, man, Tom Cruise. Well, that's the thing, this thing. So, Top Gun 2. Wasn't this thing filmed, like, before COVID? Yeah, it was supposed to come out in July. It was supposed to come out in July of 2019, but they postponed it to film more, basically more action scenes and then a few pickups. And then they're like, well let's just delay it till Memorial day of 2020 because they didn't want to release it in the holiday of 2019. Cause it's summer. This is the summer movie, you know? And then, then it was going to come out in November. Then it was May of 21. Then it was November. No, I think, yeah. May of 21. Then it was November of 21. And then May of 22 was supposed to be mission impossible, but now it's, I don't even know. Is Mission Impossible coming out later this year or did they push that to 2023? Who the fuck knows? I have no idea, man. Yeah, so they filmed this a while ago, but supposedly it's great. Um, so yeah, also saw Road to Perdition, which was good. Like, it, you know, 
it was a very cold movie like, yes definitely that was yeah. 94 no. five what year 2002 2002 okay yeah um very small movie that had to have been one of paul newman's last movies yeah very small well, his last movie was like cars right well yeah i mean if you want to call that a movie or a role i, I mean live action performance well, yeah he's not walking in. it's like sorry fellas i'm just taking a crap like in a, <laughs> this thing oh yeah well <laughs> um no uh that was fine yeah but it's literally like there's basically four characters in it because it's tom hanks paul newman daniel craig and then the kid who's the kid is funny enough is played by the television superman the current television superman now really yeah tyler hecklin i knew he kind of looked i'm like i feel like he kind of looks familiar but he was also in like uh, all the right stuff not no that's not what it is all the right stuff everybody wants some is that, is, is that that is that that crossover of all the right moves and the right stuff <laughs> yeah i know I don't even know want to be football player who becomes an astronaut sort of thing. I don't even know why I said that. No, it's uh, everybody wants some, which is that Richard Linklater uh, college baseball summer baseball movie, which is pretty good. So Daniel Craig, what had he done before that? I mean, in America, don't don't go round round the reround. Yeah, don't go round round the reroll. Don't you go round and round the reroll? Yeah, and then but it's like Stanley Tucci's. But it's like there are a lot of other people in it, but they're only in it for like three scenes. So it's like Stanley Tucci is in it. Uh Kieran Hines is in it for like two scenes. And then uh so why did, you, why did I see? you see the movie? Yeah. What trick I was it was on I I remember I wanted to see it like years ago, just as like something else to see. Cause I just remember it was a gangster movie, got good reviews. It was Sam Mendes because I think I originally wanted to see it like after it's Skyfall. A, it's not really a gangster movie. I mean, there are gangsters well, in it. Yeah, right? I mean, it's it's like a but it's, oh yeah, and Jude Law. Jude Law plays like the serial killer, crime scene photographer guy. Um, he's really he's a hitman. He's not a, he just comes off as very serial killer ish because he's strange and he's weird and he likes to take pictures of dead bodies. Um, but what no nothing no uh then uh i'm trying to think. oh yeah we've been watching this show on hulu under the banner of heaven with andrew garfield where he plays a mormon detective in the 80s and it's based on a true story it's murder, like murder mystery yeah, sort of thing yeah, yeah. it's really good because they go into like the history of like mormonism and the divide between the kind of like fundamentalists do they talk about urine and urine and thumb or whatever the name of the they've, angels in the bag or whatever no but they've talked about like the the nephites and the lamanites and yeah, them what? darky them darkies what no nothing it's just yeah just well, how the, stupid the names no, no, are no yeah just just the names um because like essentially there's this uh very uh they're not fundamentalists but like old school mormon family called the lafferty's and the wife and kid or maybe ex-wife and kid of one of the sons is found like brutally murdered and then the son the husband is found with blood on him and then he's like arrested but he's like look i didn't do it i tripped but you know here's but like the only first episode basically yeah that's like the first 10 minutes but like 
the the whole his that the role of the husband in the entire show is to explain mormonism to the audience <laughs> like it is literally like that's the only kind of obvious hiccup in the show it's not even a hiccup because it's like how else do you do it because like not a lot of people know the the uh tenets or roots of mormonism you know I shouldn't say Mormonism in America because Joe, Mormonism is Joe American. from New York who set up shop in Illinois who rolled out to yeah. Utah basically. Right. And so, um, but yeah, no, it's but, like Andrew, but was Andrew Garfield. It, was, did they have to do that for the sake of it being a murder investigation? Or Yeah, because the suspects are like his other brothers because there's like seven of these dudes and they all right. look the same. All okay. clean clean cut you know like clean cut short hair wear button down shirts and khaki slacks <laughs> they all like uh Mitt Romney's sons no but it's uh it's, but it's like the sons are like Kurt Russell Sam Worthington not Kurt Russell Kurt Russell's son Wyatt Russell Sam okay. Sam Worthington I'm having a rough start Sam Worthington uh Kier, not Kieran Culkin uh Rory Culkin who's the other other Culkin brother uh yeah, so it's um, it's it's really good. What's it called? Under the Banner of Heaven. Okay, and because and, and I'll probably get into that. Are you forced to uh, are you forced to sit through commercials on this or no? On Hulu, yeah, but it's like worth it because the show is awesome. Like the show is really good. Plus, you're getting the, the it is the direct antithesis of Moon Knight, where it's like Moon Knight's like yeah, we have like 20 minutes, 15 to 20 minutes of actual material in this episode, but we got to make it 38, 40 minutes. This is like hour six minutes. You know, this is like 62, 66 minutes, every episode jam-packed and it's seven episodes. Like it is, okay. yeah. Uh, okay. But it's, there's like a good kind of foil thing going on with Andrew Garfield because he's like the Mormon detective, but his partner is this guy, Bill Taba, who is played by Gil Birmingham. Sure. He's known for playing a lot of like Native American roles. Like anytime you see a Native American in a movie, nine times out of ten is probably him over the last okay. ten years. So he played, but he, he's like of that descent, but he's very like, I don't give a shit about what you believe. It's about the law and all that stuff. But it's funny because he'll walk into the precinct because they're in Utah, walk into the precinct with like fast food and all this stuff. And people look at him funny because it's like Mormons can't have fast food um it's not that they can't but remember they're not allowed they to can't drink coke no they but they can't yeah but they can't have anything like a, that can be seen as addictive so like there's a scene where like andrew garfield sneaks a couple french fries or whatever um no but uh that's really good uh, it's, it's interesting just because i was like in salt lake city for a couple of days this week it's like interest you know oh yeah well uh and then there's kind of like the neighborhood pressure of oh, yeah. Him, oh, oh yeah. yeah him investigating you know what could be the root of it could be like these very uh old school mormon beliefs so that kind of it kind of reminds me of like watching this is different but watching spotlight where they're investigating the catholic sex abuse scandal and it's like every all these neighborhood folks are like you know maybe you know we don't want to we don't so want to ruin all this for one bad apple or whatever. so um so when i was in salt lake city for work and we were going out for drinks afterwards mm -hmm. at a local bar and the bar was pretty full and one of the one of the ladies there was probably late 20s and she had she was a mormon she was raised a mormon and she like left the church 
And it's interesting because she spoke about how, because, you know, you go to the bar and it's packed and pretty much people, you know, if you're in the bar, you ain't Mormon. There no tattoos, no nothing. And right. it's almost like people almost like explicitly display tattoos as almost a way to say, nope, I'm not in it. Yeah. Um, is, and then, but, but she said like, yeah, like downtown, like the temple and all that is there, but the pressure is like, it's all out in the suburbs, like the suburbs, it's, there's so much sort of social pressure and optics and, oh, people talking about people. And th there's so much of this, I'm more holy than you. I go to church more than you. I give more to the church than you. And it's this weird sort of pressure that's not really in the city, but it's out, out and about. So the fact that you say that, yep, this sort of goes along in the neighborhood because you can't bring the church down, right? I mean, right. it's the same sort of vibe. Don't they believe like Jesus, like all that stuff happened in America, like America yeah. back yeah. then? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyways, uh, also saw Dr. Strange. Didn't you, didn't you see Book of Mormon? Yes. But, you know, outside of, you know, crazy. Get, getting cra fucked by the devil or yeah, whatever. crazy Mormon dream and hello and uh, turn it off. I mean, you know, it's fuzzy. Uh, it's almost five years ago. Um so no like, there is a pbs documentary set series if you really want to watch it on the mormons it's not ken burns but it sort of is like a ken burns like doc series if you really want to get into it well you know it would be called if it was ken burns the mormons yeah the mormons <laughs> or well, Mormonism. well, well here's or, the uh, thing that i'm hearing is like they don't even like being called Mormon. mormons anymore because it sounds too culty yeah and you know, what do we call it? What, and it's like, well, what do you like to be called? And it's not even LDS, it's Latter day Saints. And then I'm like, well, hold on. There's a book that they operate off of called, called the, the Book, book of, of Mormon. So, what? Anyway. Um, no, so also saw Doctor Strange. Talk about week. it. <laughs> How in depth do you want me to be? You haven't seen it yet. I, I saw a spoiler written. Um, Okay, so, so I, this, I, you you don't necessarily need to talk about. I'm, I'm not gonna plot. go. I'm not gonna go to like too, too much into specifics, but it feels it feels like from what Mar I saw, it's a mess. Marvel might. First of all, I've been listening to a lot of our past episodes. I've been oh my god, I've been wrong about so many things. I thought Eternals was gonna make like seven hundred million dollars, and I thought you know I thought you know Doctor Strange was gonna be all. First of all, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. It's not very. Who won? Not. You won the bet, I guess. It was closest to you. You said two hundred five. I said one fifty five. Yeah, and the final was five. Final, yeah, final was one. But a sixty seven percent drop. Drop. Yeah, which weekend? We'll that's um, not that's not good. Not, that's suboptimal. Yes, that is not a good look. So I think the word of mouth on it is like meh. Exactly. That's exactly what happened. Where if we had our episode last week, I even said like, I would have said I was getting ready to say, yeah, this is going to be like over. I was going to say it was going to be between fifty five and sixty percent, sixty seven percent. Like damn. Yeah, but but a lot of a lot of Marvel movies hover around that forty eight to fifty two percent. A lot of the good ones, at least. No, it's uh, it's not good. I mean, it's it's um. Well, number one, this. Why do you think it got such relatively positive reviews, though? Uh, it's the Marvel. Well, like relatively speaking, compared to other stuff, like compared to the last Doctor Strange, I mean, it, it's a precipitous drop. 
But I think it's just because it's like, well, are we just looking for the bare minimum, like one plus one equals two or that wrapped up nicely? Because there is so, first of all, the girl that plays America Chavez is terrible. She is so bad. She, um, first of all, America Chavez in the comics is introduced as like in their, in their late twenties. Okay. Is she a but, mutant or what is she? No, she's just, she's a interdimensional being that's set up here. In the, yeah. Basically she's from US. the utopian parallel. I don't know what that means, but basically like, yeah. All I know is like that team, the ultimates where it's <laughs> You're just making shit up. Aren't yeah. you? It's the but comics. She, what do you she's, think? She's part of that team, the, the ultimates, which is like, so black Panther, but then it's blue Marvel. Who's like the blacks, black Superman uh miss america spectrum and like captain marvel they're like incredibly powerful um like like no one could beat them (laughs) like no one could i don't know why black panther's in the group but whatever so (laughs) you know token checks checks box yeah right even though blue marvel is black as well he's a cyborg so maybe that doesn't you know uh (laughs) no so first of all she's really bad in it every scene she's in it's like what the hell but does she also, feel like she was inserted into the plot? I mean, yes. It, or the character. She's, she's the literally character. there. So like Wanda's whole thing. So Wanda is the villain of this movie, in case you didn't know. Um, uh, so like, it's it, one of the worst parts is this acts as a sequel to like WandaVision. Yeah, it's pretty much a Wanda. Doctor Strange. No, but it's like a sequel for like four things. It's like WandaVision, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man kind of. Um, just because the whole multiverse thing. Right. Um, and it's it's just super messy. So the whole kind of conceit is like, in the first 10 minutes, they basically establish this girl, America Chavez, is on the run. She has been in these other dimensions and there are all these beings, beasts, kind of demons trying to kill her. And she has this unique uh, power to punch walls, dimensional walls to travel through dimensions. And they're in the shape of a star because <laughs> yeah uh so then uh th- they are in the comics but it's like you guys could have changed that like this isn't so then like they look at they see these runes on one of these demons and then they're like uh oh well i know who deals in witchcraft let me go to wanda well wanda let's slip like why don't you bring america here america chavez that's her name why don't you bring her here and Dr. Strange's like i didn't tell you her name it's like, oh shit, Wanda's the one who's been sending these beasts after. This, this is literally established in the first seven minutes of the movie. Like, it is moving like this. So the whole motivation for Wanda is, I need to get back to my kids. I need to take care of my kids. The kids she created in WandaVision. So there's one aspect of this that's like, hold on a second. She wants to go back after her fake kids because she spent three months with them let's say in WandaVision and meanwhile like Doctor Strange she talks about like I don't I made mistakes I don't want to talk about what happened in Westview and Doctor Strange is like you know like nobody is holding Wanda accountable exactly right all. sounds like, like everybody's Doctor Strange like, sounds like Doctor Strange is like yeah you're good when yeah. she's fucked up yeah and it's like so I was happy that they were turning her into a villain just like in principle like if you just told me hey Wanda's gonna be the villain I'm like cool awesome scarlet witch for a huge run of like the comics was a, was a bad guy yeah like um like quicksilver was a bad guy yeah she's, but she's like, magneto's kid right I yeah mean, it's, so it's like cool great awesome 
But it's like, you're telling me that's her motivation. Her motivation, she's not trying to find Vision, who's technically still, like, alive. He just doesn't have his consciousness, and he doesn't remember. Like, that would have been way more... I would have bought into that way more. It's like, she's trying to find Vision, because there's this chance that he's alive, and maybe she can help him remember whatever. Like, that plays a lot better than, I need to go save my fake kids. So there's that, but also, it's like... Then there's, so there's that, and basically- The whole whole Illuminati. Yes. So there's the Illuminati thing, which is, spoiler alert for those that don't know, but, so they go to another dimension, and there's the Illuminati, and they introduce, and you know this, they introduce uh, John Krasinski as Mr. as this universe is Mr. Fantastic. Right. Black Bolt, Captain Marvel. Yeah. uh, Professor X. um, uh mordo super fine ass taylor atwell or whatever yeah it's captain carter Uh and then professor x and uh uh baron mordo um and they introduce john krasinski as like the smartest person in the world when he's he does some of the dumbest shit in his five minutes of screen time he really does it's like they're trying to stop wanda from coming to like kidnap the kid and kill the kid and take her powers and he like he literally says to wanda it's like Wanda stop. Black Bolt can, you know, reduce you to dust with just a speak of his voice or whatever, or just a word from his mouth or whatever. It's like, why would you tell her what he does? So then she does the thing where she like sews his mouth shut and then he blows his brains out uh, because he tries to speak through it and whatever. Uh, So there's that. Um, And somehow I saw that Captain Marvel gets killed by a statue falling on her. Yes, a statue falls on her. Now, this is the same... It's not the same person, but I would assume the same, same powers, powers of the person that literally flew through a spaceship in Endgame. Yep. So Yet a statue well, falling hold on, on them. Hold on. So Professor X. Kill her. <laughs> yeah. So Professor X comes in in like the yellow chair, right? And they're playing these little themes from the X-Men cartoon show. So you hear this as he comes in, right? And then they, you know, he does his line of remember the line from the X Men movies like just because someone stumbles doesn't mean that they're lost forever. Stumbles and loses their way doesn't mean they're lost forever. Like they bring it back in Days of Future Past, but it was initially said in the first X Men in two thousand. Then they brought it back to Days of Future Past, and it's done very well. They shoehorn that shit in this, and so many people, like so many like fanboys, are like, "What is that? The same universe." <laughs> What do you think they spent seventy-two million dollars or billion dollars for, dude? <laughs> no, gonna, but it, but it's the way because he basically says like he's willing to give that Doctor Strange a chance because there's a whole other thing about what their universes Doctor Strange did, how they had to kill that universe Doctor Strange. But he's like, but they rush it. And it's like just because someone it feels so like obviously like oh I got to get this line in here, and then they kind of they kind of like change camera, which makes you think, oh, did they go back in ADR part of this? And it's just like, oh, so there's like, there's that. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just not good. But the whole thing about Wanda, this whole thing about Wanda being justified and like what she did. Are they, are they really trying to say that she's justified? Or- not this time, but like the idea that she's justified for WandaVision yeah, like, so at the end, she's certainly justified because what's her face says, like, 
yeah, your struggle was real or whatever fucking bullshit that was. Yeah. No one, no one will know what you gave up or oh, no give, one will know what you sacrificed. Fucking break. So like this script is is just terrible. And it's this, it's the same guy who did uh who wrote Loki, same guy who's doing Loki too. Um, and it's like this guy, Michael Waldron. And what's crazy is like he comes from the community tree, like the other guys do, like the guys who wrote all the Spider-Man, they come from the community thing, and it's like, wow, this guy is isn't that, this that Dan sh- Harmon, that Dan Harmon fairy dust did not. Yeah, but isn't this falling on the shoe at the shoes of Kevin Feige, basically? Yes, he's just writing so that, what he needs to write. That's another thing, is that this was the first Marvel movie I saw where it said a Kevin Feige production. And I'm like, is this dude really kind of filleting himself now? Is like, hey, I did the fucking Infinity Saga over 11 years. I can do no wrong. Um, I I think because I I mean, I mean, the so what the the next movie coming out is what Thor? Yeah, but it's Taika and Taika wrote it. I mean, I, I just I don't see how. I don't see how it's bad, but right. I don't know. I I'm 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 not optimistic. I I think that we're we're it crested. Marvel has Marvel the MCU has crested. crested. And, uh, and yeah. we, it, we you might have some highs here, but it will never get to that point. And well, and then I'm thinking about like what the hell is the next team up movie going to be like? What is the chemistry going to be with like? fucking you know what you know brie larson and uh you know the dude who's playing shang chi and tom holland and then what are we gonna put Gemma chan and the eternals in there as well like what you know i I don't i don't see i don't see brie larson as having a lot of chemistry with anyone uh, because everybody hates her no, I just think I think well. I either I I mean I, her character is not written to be. She's sort of written to be this standalone person. I mean, people basically say like Captain Marvel's best appearance, like the best where they felt she was like a person, was that you know, hey Peter Parker in Endgame, one line, and everybody's like, wow, she probably had more personality in that scene than she did with the dyke haircut than all of captain america or captain marvel you know uh and yeah well the other thing is like uh, oh wow i'm really curious what scott derrickson's thing would have been because he wanted to introduce nightmare oh yeah there was this whole thing where kevin feige or somebody was like oh the living tribunal makes an appearance it's half a second no 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 did he there was he no 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 no. they're floating through multiverses they go through like 20 multiverses and in one of them you see all the heads of the living tribunal and it's there for half a second that's it that's it and it's like this is what we're doing and then the end the end (laughs) this is yeah the end so clea it's fucking uh, i know i know it's what's her charlie's what is she wearing that's straight out of battlefield earth and I don't know if you saw it, but oh my that god. That it's a purple outfit that looks like uh it's, it's, something Power Rangers that yeah. I have an ooze character. It's, or whatever. it's like um, and then she had some tweet where it's like, Oh, um, I'd like to introduce you to Clea or whatever. And it's like her dressed up as well. It's like, oh, this it's turning it, it's it's become self-aware. We need to kill it now. That's what we need to do. That's what the MCU is. Clea is not a um She's not a bad guy. She's like Doctor Strange's like ace. I get it, but I mean, Clea Sancho is Panza. Type of but right, right, but 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 Clea is also like 
as interesting as any one of the other Eternals. There's nothing like yeah, there's yeah that I think you're, that that audiences are really going to connect with, and and at least in the first movies, like you know, you had the opportunity to have you know Captain America connect with the audience and Iron Man connect with the audience and all these other characters connect with the and audience. then even later on and, and Thor did. Like, later right, on right, right, Thor right, became sure. like holy shit there's like he's become like one of my friends you know well right right but 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 that's fine because Kenneth Branham made it I mean he, he plays yeah, it he, to be a Shakespearean, Shakespearean bullshit all yeah, over but, the screen but that's but that's fine because it's gods and brothers and it's 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 whatever but but at some point it's you've got characters that flat out aren't interesting generally, but then you hire, but what you're hiring are maybe people that are, have been in hot properties or they are famous people, but like Charlize Theron, like, yeah, really attractive. Right. Great. Cool. But I mean, does she super connect with the audience like that? Like, like even when she played um, Furiosa, I don't know if she connected with the audience so much. I think people just appreciated her performance. Um, I, you know, I, it, I, I, I guess I don't, I, I don't really, I don't know. The thing is, it's like none of the other than, I guess, but Spider-Man's not new. I mean, but it's like, you know, people still, Thor, people, Dar- people, right. People will still connect with, Spider. people will connect with Spider-Man. Forever. No, but I'm saying like none of these new folks, they're introducing nobody. Captain, nobody's really connecting with Captain Marvel. Nobody's connecting. No one with gives a shit. Shang Chi, you know, and nobody's connecting with uh, the any of the Eternals. Well, maybe Makari and Druig, but you know, I mean, there's there's five other members of the team that nobody likes. Right. Um. So, you know, I don't know what they're going to do with Fantastic Four. I know the director left the guy directed spider-man he said he's not directing it anymore there's a there's a big scuttlebutt that supposedly john krasinski is going to direct it and it's like who's writing that shit because john krasinski ain't writing it and people talk about oh he wrote quiet place no he didn't he took the script that was originally written and he kind of rewrote some things he even says that he didn't do a lot to it but he did enough to get credit and it's like because he's not I don't think is that a script that was just banging around or what yeah and he he basically uh paramount had it he wanted to direct it he collaborated with the writers to change a few things and then he got credit uh from the wga so no my kind of thing is like what would have been cool is if like nightmare or dormammu whoever was the villain and he was trying to get america's power or something and then dr strange and wanda actually team up and then along the way nightmare kind of shows wanda this vision of you can have your family back or whatever or you can have so and so and and it's basically he's and that would help pulling the strings right and that would kind of turn her and then kind of her way back is like she realizes like vision is still out there or something like that would be a lot more believable than fucking well so how does this end like so what is the next was there was there an end credit scene wanda basically commits seppuku and she um what's seppuku Seppuku, Hari Kiri, <laughs> she the, kills the Japanese stabbing. Yeah, she collapses this building where. So remember the Darkhold from WandaVision? Yes. Book. So it's a copy 
which they make they say like three times in the movie it's a copy it's a copy because they destroy the book and she's like there better be another one and she starts torturing all these people yeah, 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 yeah and then so it's it's because they copy it down from these uh these writings on the walls of this ancient fortress and then the fucking olag high from lord of the rings return of the king those trolls at the black gate like four of them appear at the dark hold um at the actual building and then she collapses the building on herself because america punches open a dimension because that's the other thing so america can't control her powers but at the end dr strange basically tells her no you can you just have to believe in yourself he doesn't say you just have to believe in yourself but it's the whole thing of you can do it and then she does so, it it's like so where apollo creed talks to rocky yeah or, or, or uh, adrian talks to rocky and he, he she she helps him figure it out and so yeah he helps her figure it out right um so yeah so then there's that uh because then she punches up in dimension and then her kids in the other dimension see her and they they're scared of her which helps her kind of like get back to sanity and she's like the dark hold will never hurt anyone again and then she collapses the building on herself you don't actually see her all like mangled or anything but so is she dead dead may i don't know elizabeth olsen some of the shit she's been saying I would I think she's dead dead because she's been talking about how she's been frustrated in the past of all the roles she's missed out on because she's been obligated to do Marvel movies and you know there was a thing like where she was on Fallon and she talked about how she can't watch the Marvel movies anymore because she always thinks they're gonna flop or whatever and but that it's like an anxiety thing um but people are so what was the purpose so she's dead so this was a closure of that loop then I, I guess what is what is the connection what it is that what's the bridge to the next movie then from here i don't know i mean well then there's like dr strange has got this third eye thing because he possessed another person in another timeline like it's called dream walking was what he was doing sure. so like by doing that he has like a third making, eye now they're just yeah. making shit up aren't they i mean they're just <laughs> so it's literally like because that's the thing that he like literally the ending of the movie is like okay we're done and he walks out of his apartment and he's kind of walking you know he's got this swag and then all of a sudden he has this like he starts grabbing his head and then he like looks up and the third eye appears and the camera zooms in on the third eye and it cuts to black but then when Clea shows up she's like oh you have to help me save whatever in the dark dimension unless you're scared he goes no I'm not scared and then the third eye pops again and it's kind of like okay what so then, but the post credit scene is the best because it's Bruce Campbell because they encounter Bruce Campbell in the movie and yeah. Doctor Strange puts a spell on him that he punches himself for however long. Okay. Everybody's waiting for this post credit scene because like, what's next? So it goes back to Bruce Campbell punching himself and then it finally stops. He goes, oh, oh, and then he looks at the camera. It's over. And then it cuts to black and all these people are like, oh, fuck you. I'm like, that is pitch perfect Sam Raimi. That is great. <laughs> <laughs> it's over and it, it literally the camera does this like zoom in just right on his face that is um perfect so 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 there's nothing so this isn't a bridge I, I anything it, it was a loop closing movie then i, I mean, mean sort of right dr strange will go off with clea to do something yeah right? i mean but it's like, man, I can't believe it's just like, I really would, would have loved to see what Scott Derrickson, I I get whatever the creative differences were, because I'm sure Kevin Feige came in and slapped his balls on the table and was like, here's what we're doing. And Scott Derrickson was like, yeah, I'm out. Well, was, it um, inter- was it at all interesting? That's the no, thing that gets, no, I mean, it's not even no, interesting. No, it wasn't. Uh, also, it's like Scarlet Witch. It also doesn't even sound fun. No. Like, not interesting or fun. Is it a, was it a slog? It wasn't a slog. 
but it's just kind of like, all right, this is happening. Cool. <laughs> this is like, this is next. I mean, there is a great, there is like a couple callbacks that Sam Raimi makes because like Rachel McAdams character in another dimension, like grabs this brazier that she lights on fire and it's like a fire cannon. And cause there are these demons. There's the cool thing that he does with the demons. Cause remember you see in the trailers, the zombified strange. Yes. That, that whole sequence is, is very cool. <laughs> very cool. Very uh, cool. And, cool. but there's a scene so where Christine cool. Palmer is like, go back to hell. And I'm like, that's gotta be like an evil dead reference or something like the way it was teed up. I'm like, okay. Um, <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's, I don't know. It was, it reminded me of, it's not even like Thor the Dark World because Thor the Dark World just wasn't, it was, the story was the story. It just wasn't an interesting story. They just tried to pack so much shit in here and it's like, and we got to introduce this character and, uh, but, you know, I don't know who wrote the dialogue in this. There's also another thing that there's a, one of my pet peeves popped up where there's like a memory store in a, in, in a dimension where they step on this platform and they show you a memory so then America sets on the platform and it's, you know, her two moms because oh, she... Oh, great. No, it's not the fact that there's two moms. It's the fact that it's such brief a scene that, well, if we're releasing this in China, we can take it out. And that's one of my biggest pet peeves because it's like, you're not... You you are not who you say you are. Um, you're not... You, you don't care about LGBTQ. You care about LGBTQ as long as it can make you money. Um, right. You want to so, be able to pat yourself on the back and say... And Look how it's probably not... Look how into representation yeah. we are. It's probably not uh, coming out in China anyways, uh, which we'll get to. So, um, so yeah, like there's, it's that whole thing, but it's literally a thing like it doesn't matter what the characters are saying. We got to hit these plot points and whatever, but I hope they age up America Chavez in the future because that actress is terrible. And she, where did she start? Oh, she was on a few, she was on a few episodes in a Disney Channel series. Yeah, I was going to say, who is she? A bad actress, she? a bad actress. Um, she's just some girl who was on Disney Channel and she was in a Netflix show called The Babysitter's Club. She was on one season of that. And it's like, yeah, she we should have. She came cheap. But like, I, I don't know. It's um that's fine. So know, it's gonna be on Disney Plus 90 days. Three months. I don't know. I, I don't know. It, it's 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 not good. It's highly disappointing. Yeah, and I think Thor will be better. Uh I would hope so. I mean, I would hope Christian Bale is not wasting his time if if the script is like how much we call is is uh, it's like Russell Crowe's in that Christian Bale's. I mean, that's got to be good. Um. So yeah. Uh. Also, when will Doctor Strange two um could hit Disney Plus as soon as June twentieth? Oh, 45, 45 days. days. Oh, listen, and the lack of word of mouth. I think they probably will do everything they can. If they're already minus 67, uh, down 67% this weekend, they're going to do everything they can to get it on the platform. So to at least entice the people like yours truly that didn't go to the theater to see it. They, they just, they just fucking, they fucking ruined it. They just, the first time. Fuck change, you, Marvel. I, fuck I, you, Feige. Yeah. Well, like I'm listening to like the critical drinker. I mean, they're, they're kind of way overdoing it. Um, you know, they, I mean, they make good points. No, the critical drinker. No, but it's like, it. no, but I'm talking about the after hours where they talk for like two hours with like, oh. all. The, but like they get into the whole logic thing. I'm like, I'm not even talking about the whole logic thing of it. Like it's a superhero movie, but even from a point of like this plot, like I don't care about the characters. 
this one girl is like her performance is really bad like I'm just it's kind of immersion breaking whereas the first Doctor Strange I was in it like okay yeah, I'm with first it. Doctor I'm, Strange is fine yeah was, I really, and there was a hell of a lot going on yeah but I mean you know uh, but also I think the tonal shifts between Derrickson and Raimi is so obvious it's like this doesn't even feel like a Doctor Strange movie also it's like this was filmed during COVID kind of feels like it was filmed during COVID um, but you know so yeah I don't know, but I mean, that's that's probably enough to talk that's about. Fine. That's so fine. Also, uh, did you want to talk about Moon Knight briefly? Yes. Okay. Um, I, th- I, I thought it was a mess. Are you an Egyptian superhero? I, I'm I th- that, okay, so we don't have to like re-explain it, but basically if you saw I, Moon Knight I, it, 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 um it basically turned into less a. It was like turning into Godzilla versus Kong. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you've got this the girl and it Scarlet saves Scarab Moon Knight. Sort of thing. Saves Moon Knight. Saves Moon Knight and a little like girl. Like three times. Saves. Yes. Three times. Yes. <laughs> and, and and basically, there's another character that's created that something Scarab or the something. Scarlet Scarab, who was a dude in the comics, and they made her the Scarlet Scarab. And basically, and, she's immediately amazing, um, and she stops a van from sliding into an Egyptian family. And this girl in uh, Egyptian, or I don't, I don't know if the, the name of the dialect might be there in a foreign language, um, the native language of the Egyptian people, says, "Are you an Egyptian superhero?" And she turns to her and says, "I am." And then they have this like triumphant music play behind it, and it is like. No, this is the whole John Syracuse. No one talks like that. No one talks like that. Yeah. Um. I. I guess. So. So. So this. This is my problem with. I think what Marvel is doing. What. What Disney is doing with a lot of these franchises is, they think, that representation in and of itself makes makes. Is a more show, or, or it will automatically make a show or movie good because it's got the right intentions behind it and the problem is i don't know how moon knight was received i just thought it was just such a fucking mess i mean you want to talk about throwing the kitchen sink into everything and i feel like i'm a relatively sophisticated thinker i'm just like what happened now i did not i'd like i did not stay for the end credits scene i guess where that third persona shows i could tell i knew there was a third persona yeah but it never got revealed i guess until the end credit scene but and then i was like well i guess if they do it it'll be this super killer guy yeah no it's uh it i'm i'm not watching miss marvel when that comes out like i'm not watching obi-wan like i'm not there's because there's shows is is obi-wan gonna be loaded with ennui and whatever obi-wan might actually be pretty good i mean i'm it might be but like all those disney shows like what disney show could not be cut down by at least like two episodes every one of their shows moon knight was six yeah i think the thing about moon knight i thought the opening episode was loki was six yeah and it could have been four i thought the opening episode was fine but it got it just went all these weird places and you better be on you better be able to follow the damn plot because there was so much going on and so much jumping around and traveling and jumping back in time 
and all this other shit and you got talking hippopotamuses and 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 i'm just like what the, the, what, what right, the fuck is going no, on a talking hippopotamus and egyptian god with a british accent well yeah i mean i mean beyond the ridiculousness of that i i guess it's i, I is this i mean i guess i'm sitting there saying all right i watched it is it good i, I think oscar isaac's performance is good um but but i mean i, I mean they're just i, I don't know it, it's so hard to describe I, th there is a part of me now and that's why i'm thinking like marvel it, you are just it's getting so fucked out at this point it's, but it's also because, like you know i get finished watching moon knight or we're almost done with moon knight and we watch under the banner of heaven and it's just like holy shit like wow yeah. what oh this is what a good show actually is yeah exactly right i mean oh my god it's just they're, I, they're ruining it <laughs> you're, you're you're stretching it you're stretching it that's what I, it is I, I i feel bad because i'm not really articulating what the problem is with it but they throw there, much, no, they throw the so much shit into moon here's the problem comics normally i'm not saying you can't do this with one hero or another comics are not meant to be these eight to ten hour long form like shows they're just not right yes you can make do you know how many comics they pull off of to make a single movie it's like they pull bits and pieces from like 10 different things and then it's like all right we're gonna make a movie but also it's like comics in general aren't that compelling that's why they're 18 pages 18 right. to 20 pages they're not that compelling so also you know a great writer or a great storyteller you could take Christopher Nolan. I'm, I'm not going to say John Favreau is great. John Favreau is, I think, plus. He's above average. But like, you put some of your own, you infuse yourself into the story. Taika Waititi, Thor Ragnarok. Half of that is the New Zealand Aussie funny. Right, goofy just, stuff. Yeah, goofy right. humor Quirky. that they're throwing in, combined with kind of Thor's development of kind of him kind of, kind of self-actualizing because he kind of just hasn't been able to do that because he's kind of been stuck uh -huh. um, along with like the Marvel formula. When you just have pure Marvel formula, there's no voice behind it. There is no driving force other than we just got to make this because we got it and we can make money off of it. It's going to be terrible all the time. Like, it's not like a thing of, you could do that with Under the Banner of Heaven. It's like, yeah, we got this book and we can make a show out of it. Nine times out of 10, that show's going to be good, even if it doesn't have this amazing team behind it. Because it's like the source material is great. The source material is not always, is most of the time not that great for comics. You need really, you need guys who can come in and really tell a story and have control where, and that's what you got with Joss Whedon in the first Avengers. Uh, that's what you got with John Favreau. That's what you got with, I mean, a lot of those community guys that work on Spider-Man, but I think Spider-Man is a compelling character. So a lot of that is there for Spider-Man. But when you try and do that with Doctor Strange or uh, the Eternals, there's not that much there, you know? Right, but that's but, what it is. But, but, but on its the, own. But where's the quality? So, I mean, at least with Pixar, Pixar could throw tons of money into a movie and just pull the ripcord and say, yep, we're yeah. not doing it. Because well, it falls at, gigantic, yeah. gigantic yeah. or whatever that one was. But it's but like, it's also, when, look when at you're the... writing Moon Knight, though, and, and this is the problem. The problem with, the problem they have now is Disney Plus is the pressure to throw content up. Yep. 
and and they say well we've got this huge reservoir of potential content from all the marvel um catalog right all of the potential characters and we could develop it and so they develop it and they go so insane it is so with the bland plot. it is so bland it is milk toast it is just like eh. there's no like there's no bell curve like there's no not bell curve but there's yeah have you ever seen the storytelling thing where it's like hey like beginning da, 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 climax resolution have you ever huh? seen that yeah. That, the way that kind of peak thing yeah, yeah, that doesn't know yeah. it's like a straight line it's like a straight line through episodes it's like no each episode has to has it has to have its own thing like you can't just do that throughout the whole show it's like oh yeah the most interesting episode was episode five because shit actually happened in that episode you know like it's literally just uh, like it's so uneven it's, it's just not good too many people have jobs in that whole con- like because content needs to be created they're just giving jobs out to not very good well, writers I, I, well i i think that's that's i think that's what's been talked about in the economics of the streaming business uh, yeah yeah you're at sort of you are peak you're at the bubble you're a writer or whatever everyone is getting work everyone is getting anything yeah. there's no quality control about it because there's writers rooms for everything we just have to throw shit into something and so yeah, I just, I don't know. But it's like under the banner of heaven, like that guy who basically created that show and wrote every script, like he developed that for years. The book came out in like 2003. And he right. developed that for like five years. I'm not saying everything needs to take five years, but you this whole turning scripts around, turning, you know, six hours of whatever in nine months, that shit's got to stop. That, that shit has got to stop. So the, guy who, the guy who wrote it, um is the guy is the is the author of the book the same um what's the author of the book john krakauer no the writer is dustin lance black who's like a gay guy who used to be a mormon and then he adapted it oh he did the guy who wrote this book did into the into wild the, oh and into oh, the thin, the book. and into thin air so, okay he did a story um, on the, uh, pat tillman interesting okay yeah but that guy also won the guy here under the banner of heaven he also he won the academy award for writing milk which is a very good movie about harvey milk i mean he's a great he's a really good writer but it's just you know just one of those things so uh so yeah i mean i don't know we can we can finish up talking about Marvel. it's it's just depressing they just need to go back to just like get, get your two movies a year develop like just develop it and whatever you got to stop but what but what are you going to throw on what are you going to throw on disney Plus? i know exactly i know they have now, to, now uh, do you say like hey star wars at least is basically just doing one super meaningful series at best two a year and make it accessible right mandalorian super accessible for people um mandalorian is good that's the thing though right but but, good but it's good but it's also accessible right you don't have to be star wars crackhead you you need to be marvel fan to get into moon knight i don't know how an outsider could get into moon knight and be like oh yeah yeah i mean listen i like marvel but i'm watching this i'm like holy shit are you kidding me well think miss marvel comes out at the end of this month or next beginning of next month and then fucking uh, She-Hulk comes out in August. That actually might be okay 
like Mark Ruffalo's in it, and it looks like they're. I mean, it, it might actually be fine, but who's the chick that's playing She Hulk? Uh, Tatiana Maslany, um, who was in uh, Orphan Orphan Black or whatever. I've never seen it. Um, no, so yeah, so that's that. Uh, Maslany, She Hulk. It sucks. It it sucks. What's what's going on? with marvel it really sucks because it's not like kevin feige left and the guy who took over doesn't know what he's doing it's still kevin feige and he's just living long enough living well that's, long enough to see himself become the villain i i i think that i think that's the concern is i i think what's going to happen is is um i also think though with this with disney plus the stuff doesn't necessarily have to be good they just need to have enough people watching it for it to be deemed successful corporately corporately know. This, that's the business they've chosen yes yes uh before we get into the news i did want to talk about some gaming stuff that happened this week that seemed to Got just it. pile on so xbox bought bethesda in 2020 um the guys who made like elder scrolls and fallout they were going to come out with a new game this year called starfield it was supposed to come out november 11 2022 this was announced last june there was another game that was announced last june that was coming from arcane austin uh, which hasn't released a game since 2017. It's going to be called Redfall. It's like a vampire, vampire hunter, vampire hunting type game, uh, co-op, first-person shooter type thing. Look, I mean, they only released a CGI trailer. But we haven't heard anything about Redfall since then. Starfield started to release some stuff over the last few months. Well, this week, Xbox re- said, or Bethesda released a statement saying, oh yeah, those things have been delayed to the first half of 2023. Okay, so they have, like, as far as we know so far, they have no first-party games releasing this year. None. You own 23 studios, and you have no first-party games releasing this year. So the biggest thing is, like, people are like, well, Game Pass is going to fucking go in the tank because they got nothing coming out. The only thing they might have coming out is, like, Forza Motorsport, uh, which... Okay, it's another Forza game. It's a racing game. It's, a, it's the more hardcore simulation game. But it, it was just like how, you know, this is and the thing that I don't like about this is that people are still like blaming COVID and people are still being like, well, it's about uh, health for the developers. You know, you don't want to crunch, do you? You don't want them to crunch, do you? Well, at, the, at, at a certain point in time, shit's got to get done. Uh, like, I'm like, I hate to be that guy, but like, you know, I'm, it's like, I'm not saying people need to work 18 hour days for six months, but at a certain point, if you've been working on something and I'm not saying this is for their games, but I'm saying in general, because their games is like, they want to take an extra six to eight months, fine. But it's more so about these other games that are been in development for five, six, seven years. And it's kind of like, yo, we need to like wrap this up. This needs to go. It's like, if they need more time, give them more time. You know, do you want a buggy game or do you want uh, like a delayed game? Do you want a buggy game that comes out earlier or a delayed game comes out better? It's like, I would like people to stick to a fucking schedule is what I would like, if I'm being honest. And it's it's more the sense of like, it's not about the games that it's like, hey, we're going for this date and it's delayed six months or it's delayed a year. It's these games that like, it's the idea that you announce a game and you don't know how far far in the process you are so like one of the games that rare made makers of goldeneye that <laughs> probably no one who made goldeneye is part of that studio anymore you, but you think right you think you think that game was 20 <laughs> years old sure almost 30 it's closer to 30 than 20 but literally it came out, it came out in the 90s huh 
Yeah, 95. Goldeneye came out in 95. Uh, So then, but like they announced a game Everwild in 2019 and they showed another trailer in 2020. And then 2021, nothing was shown about Everwild and reports come out. The game's been rebooted. But then in 2020, when they talked about the game, they even said, yeah, we don't know what the core gameplay of this game is going to be. How about you shut up, right? How about about stop talking shit? I don't know if they, I don't know. So how much of that is due to we announce it because we're trying to chase funding? I mean, they're probably yeah, that's they the thing. funding. No, well, Rare is owned by Microsoft, but it's the idea right. of like the, now people announce it for hiring. Like right. they literally will announce stuff right. because they're like, they're just hiring. So it, it's my whole thing is like, you just, it's like, you can't question what's going on. Like, what's the problem that you can't question that. Cause then you're not sympathetic to, you know, uh, the health of the developers so there's a whole thing like halo infinite is like really behind on content and they're talking about oh well we need to maintain priority zero because priority zero is the health of the team motherfucker you got to put some content out y'all had here's the thing where does the line where's the line because the health they, of the team right because like we're not gonna you're not overwork our case team. right yeah but but you're not a fucking charity case you're in a business Right. So here's the thing. It's like you had six years of development. Your game got delayed a full year. Yeah. And essentially they probably wanted to delay it more because then all these other people are like, oh, they probably should should have delayed it another three to six months. So that a game that was supposed to come out at the launch of the console in November of 2020, people are like, they should it shouldn't have come out to like March or May of 2022. No, 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 no. I, I went out, I said, I was like, no, no, no. I'm glad it got released. I'm glad there there's a dearth of content right now because it means heads need to roll. Like people need to get fired. Like well, that's, you, and, you either and, meet expect or you either meet your performance like expectations or you don't. And then there's a conversation. Yeah, but that's but but that's also not the individual workers. That is management failing. Yeah, that is no, management I'm dropping not. the ball. And then they're and then they're changing. They're moving the goalposts. Because they they do not want to admit their failure as a right, man. Exactly. And it's like, well, we need, to prioritize, we need to prioritize team health. It's like, no, dude. No, 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 no. You had six years. You had six years. COVID, I understand COVID happened. You got another full year. Like, you, it's put up or shut up time at a certain point. You can't just delay things for months of, or for years on years on years and be like, hey, hey, team, dev health. We're free from criticism because of development health. It's like, I can't stand that shit. Well. They are trying to say they are free from criticism. The reality is they are not. I'm not saying they. I'm not, I'm saying the people who like damage control or whatever. It's like, hey, all these other people putting out, putting out games, I wouldn't say on time, but they get their six to nine month delay because of COVID and they release the game. You know, it's it's it just blows my mind how like people like you can't criticize how like long games take because there was another... There was remember that Australian girl who did the thing of like, hey, if there are any Muslim Twitch streamers, like comment on whatever. And I, during the month of Ramadan, she wanted to promote Muslim Twitch streamers. So, um, so she put out because she works for Sony Santa Monica, the people who make God of War. Mm. So she works them, and uh, she was talking about the Starfield delay. And it's like, oh yeah, well, you know, I know, you know, delays are good and. You know, when people put out a release date, it's more of an approximation or whatever. So it's like, fine, then don't put out a release date. It's right. that simple. 
it's that it's that fucking simple yes people will be angry if you're taking too long but it's like your whole promise that's the other thing developers will put out these things of like we want you to play our game or this is going to be the next big thing or we these are our expectations for ourselves and then when people hold them to their own standard it's like uh, hey team health team health it's like how motherfuckers need I, to get together i i think that i think that that is something that is the, i think the case in business is this sort of over promise and under deliver thing, you know, in the mm -hmm. business I'm in, you know, when people are looking for loans, we're big on putting term sheets out to people. So they're basically, Hey, you want to get a loan here, are the terms of the loan that we're going to do. It's not a credit commitment, but it's a term sheet. But the one thing that we don't like to do is if I'm going to put a term sheet out there, that is 95% ready to go. Um, could the deal fall apart? Yes, but it, it would fall apart for things that are maybe out of both you, the client, and our control. You're trying to get a you're trying to get a loan. The building isn't appraising, you know, or or, or something like that. It's not your fault. It's not our fault. It just didn't work out. Um, that's why it's like, and and I say this whenever whenever I get work done around the house and I got to hire a contractor, I don't mind paying more. So long as I'm hiring a company that will execute, because the one thing I don't want to do is cheap out a little bit, but in doing so, I'm at risk of the project just getting fucked up. You know, oh, I saved two grand, but the dude didn't finish the job and he, he didn't show up or, or something happened. I mean, you hear this about pool companies all the time. Like you hire this company to put a pool in, they go take your money. The pool's two thirds of the way done. The company's out bankrupt and out of business. It's like, no, I need someone who's going to actually do what they say they can do and get it done. Because if it doesn't happen, because, because here's the deal, you can say whatever you want. It doesn't count until it closes. It doesn't count until it's delivered. It doesn't count. It doesn't count for shit. And, and you can make whatever excuses you want. Nothing counts. So don't care. Um, I mean, see so y'all when you're getting work done, like whomever you're dealing with, do whatever due diligence or work needs to be done so you can confirm that people will execute. They have the ability to execute and have historically executed in the timely fashion. And I know gaming industry is different but you know no, what? It's different, at some it's, point, at some point, you're just making excuses. It doesn't count that you tried anymore. But yeah, but uh, you know, they bought they bought these five studios in 2018, and I don't think any of them have come out with an exclusive for them. Right. It's been four years. Right. Four years now. Don't be wrong. I think two of them. Is it two? Well, no. Technically, Playground, but they already had a partnership with Playground. But, um, but it's like Fable. Fable's been in development since 2017. We've gotten one CGI trailer two years ago. Nothing. Yeah. Just... So, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's, it's fucking crazy. But they also revealed Gotham Knights this week. Not looking good, huh? No, it doesn't look good. I won't go any more into it, but I'm just, it's just like right. fucking Doctor Strange and that shit. Good thing is back on Elden Ring beat a really hard boss last early this morning um so that was cool but yeah no it's been like all these entertainment fucking all these entertainment verticals that i'm into just just kicking me in the nuts speed bagging my balls right now mm -hmm. um all right news yeah news 
Um, so we kind of talked Doctor Strange fell 67% in its second weekend. No Way Home, that also fell 67%, but No Way Home also made like $250 million its opening weekend or $260, whatever the number was. So it's a little different. It's kind of like Doctor Strange made 185, so they're gonna make what like 60 this weekend? 60, yeah, 60 million. Which means they'll be lucky to make 30 next weekend. Yep, pretty much. Did they break 400? I didn't know. I have no idea. I didn't know Spider-Man No Way Home didn't release in China. It made 1.8 billion and it didn't release in China. Yeah, wow. That's insane. That's insane. Did you know Titanic is at 2.2? It made like 400 million dollars in extra releases. Like anniversary releases. It made that much extra money. I I believe it. I believe it. That's a lot of money in anniversary releases. It's not even that good. Um, Dude, DiCaprio. I mean, that's why DiCaprio is like on these yachts with these tens. Tens or thirteens. Well, whatever. Yeah. It just depends where you think the end of the distribution curve is. Uh, everything everywhere all at once is still holding strong pop popping it, is it still going up no it dropped three percent uh that no, might dropped, as well be going up it dropped six percent for the weekend yeah it made another 3.3 million wow and Fire that's starter. like the, that's the only movie that people are going to make an effort to go see outside of your big tentpole release yeah like no one's going to see the northman i had no yeah and Firestarter, i'm like why i guess it's because hey it's stephen king blumhouse let's make the movie but i'm like that movie ate shit when drew barrymore was in it back in 84 it's like who's like looking to who's looking to see that one i i hear the i hear it sucks too i mean i had no idea that that they remade that movie well they did i'm like uh, steve outside of it like the whole I, I'm telling you, when Do- I was a teenager, Doctor I, Sleep, Doctor Sleep got really good reviews. No, but like when I was a teenager, every year Stephen King had a movie. There was a new movie based on a Stephen King novel that was coming out. I mean, Cujo, Christine, obviously, Firestarter. Okay. I mean, I mean, they made a mini series out of the Tommy Knockers. I mean, it just and obviously, well, I think it. I mean, it might have been the well they remade the Stand. And that was, I assume it was not well-received. Yeah. They remade, I mean, the original TV series, um, that was like 90s, I guess. That was Gary Sinise. I mean, but yeah, they redid it. I'm assuming it wasn't that good. You didn't hear anything about it. Um, yeah. Uh, so Justin Lin exited as director of Fast 10 and will remain as producer. I don't, did you hear about all this? Stuff. I thought I thought he was already on his way out. Is it now formalized? Or? Yeah. So, but well, stuff came out about um, why he left. So why? it seems that the other guy he's taking over is going to be Louis Louis Leterrier, the guy who did the Transporter movies. He did Incredible Hulk. Um, okay. He, whatever. Um, but no. But like, supposedly Vin Diesel was like showing up late to set. He's out of shape. He was changing scenes. Oh, wait, was, wait, 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 wait. What does Vin Diesel, Vin what does Diesel, Vin Diesel look like when he's in shape? No, maybe it's more obvious now. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just one of the. Maybe it's one of those things like, uh, like what you know, you know those like later like Steven Seagal movies where it's so obvious. Oh like my he's got god! This, but 
What if it's just like that? <laughs> no, um, I, I, I just think of him as like, you know, he's just fat with a wife beater on. He should be working in a diner in New Jersey somewhere, like, right. you know, shore or cook or whatever, right? Vin Diesel showing up out of shape. Okay. And but like he, um, but I suppose he's like changing scenes. He's like, he says, like, no, we're not going to do this scene this way. We're going to do it this way. And it's like, you know, when you have a movie like that, um, you have a schedule and you need to stick to that schedule or else you're going like way over budget. Like you have your shots planned for the day. And if someone's coming in saying, we need to rewrite this, rewrite this, whatever, da, 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 because he's a producer or whatever. So supposedly the budget has ballooned to like $300 million oh or my over God. $300 million now. I mean, this isn't like a well-respected actor. Actor, I mean, this is goddamn Vin Diesel. Okay. So, Vin Diesel. So then... Uh, here's the so, mercy of Vin Diesel. Yeah, right. Uh, it's not like the Jared Leto Morbius stories. You hear about that? Where no. when he was Morbius filming scenes in a wheelchair and he had to go use the bathroom, he would literally like... No, it, when he, he wanted no, to stay no. in character, so he'd put a bag on and piss in the no. chair. He, he had crutches, so he would literally crutch to the bathroom, and like directors would tell him, like, "Hey, like you're taking too long. Like we need you to speed it up because whatever." And suppose he's like, "Well, I need to stay in character, so I mean, so he had people push him in a wheelchair to the bathroom. Did did they like help him <laughs> off the chair? Yeah, the shitter, basically. pull his dick out and like <laughs> shake it for him." <laughs> <laughs> no it's just like what the hell so then but it's like justin lynn was gonna get paid 20 million dollars for this movie and even he's just <laughs> and like, he was like it's not it. worth it yeah. life is too short <laughs> like that's fucking wild like he's probably making some money as a producer but it's like really universal you're me letting, having to letting, deal with vin diesel's bullshit for six months is not worth 20 million dollars right yeah it's just like wow. oh my god but yeah it's um fucking crazy like, <laughs> like who would have thought vin diesel had that oh my god so i saw an article just said the jack reacher dude is in yeah fast alan 10. richardson it will be in fast 10 which is just like perfect some meathead looking dude is going to be in fast 10 so so is this the other brother that they don't talk about now or i don't know it's probably be jason like momoa statham's yeah probably jason momoa's like power bottom or something because it's no, all it's, about it's all about inclusion you know dei yes yeah, stepbrother right um that power bottom yeah <laughs> like it's momoa's life partner um yeah, I mean, I see he's going to be in it, but it's like as soon as it's like Alan, he'll be, Richardson, he'll be in it for like fifteen minutes. No, but it's like Alan Richardson's going to be in Fast and I'm like, yep, that checks out. Yeah, it's that's like okay, he's a hot name. We got a big him in buff there. dude who comes cheap. Okay, let's yeah, put him in Fast. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, let's next one. Warner Brother. Oh shit! I fucking exited out of it. Uh, hold on. Warner Brothers Discovery layoffs. Yes, uh, Every, everyone bitching and moaning about all the Warner Brothers people are bitching and moaning about people getting laid off. The greatest are the comments in there saying someone said that Warner Brothers people are like not happy because it's like Warner Brothers is the Michelin restaurant to uh, Discovery's McDonald's. Whatever, and Discovery like, knows how to run a fucking business. Uh, I, I, I was going to say then if you're a fucking Michelin restaurant, how come you get sold over and over again? you might make every once in a while make a really good dish but you don't know how to run a fucking business jesus christ the the ego on some of these um self-described artists are so fucking out of control 
you got a business to run. You have to create content. You need to watch expenses. Get your head out of your own asses, fuck face. God damn. I'm just, I'm so sick of these people. Like, you don't understand. I need to be treated like royalty. No, you don't. You don't need shit. You don't need a fucking thing. Shut the fuck up and try, try to operate like you're in a business that exists to make money instead of working in the one company that all you do is get passed around. Like, I don't even want to make a reference here because I'll get fired. I mean, it's just, it's just goddamn ridiculous. No one wants to fucking deal with you because of all your bullshit. And that's why these layoffs are happening because you're more trouble than you're worth. Anyway, I'm done. I'm done with my rant. Yeah, it was good to see Zass Lab is, uh, you know, people people need to go. He just, um, needs, he just needs to cut some heads off. Yeah, pretty much. And and, and, fr- and frankly, just staple the torsos to the wall as a sign of people you, you, you don't execute. This is you, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I heard truthful. something that talked about like uh, um, Zack Snyder like uh like warner has totally like they they put out the snyder uh remake of uh um justice league yeah and uh it's like warner did it but basically acts like it doesn't exist and yeah. the, it, even though it was pretty successful for what i understand it like shut down hbo max when it first came out because everyone was trying to it, it, like there was so much demand to see it and um the executives that were there were just like, yeah, we don't want to talk about it. It's like they reluctantly did it and they don't want to talk about it. And there are all those executives have since been shit canned because yes, guess what? It's drawing demand to your platform. You fuck up. That's why like, you're not working for them anymore. Cause you yeah. just suck. Wait, you rect- reluctantly gave a guy like a hundred million dollars, yeah, whatever it was to, to finish his movie. And then you're unhappy that it kind of, it was successful. Yeah. Like, for your platform. Right. Well, well, because I don't know if it's like, they don't like the Snyder fans, like Zack Snyder's fanboys. They don't want to have to redo all every, all those movies that are in motion that are also ignoring. Um, right. Right. And it's like, you should have never gave them 70 million dollars in the beginning but but the, uh, i mean that's the thing i don't understand is entertain these entertainment companies what does it take to be an executive at an entertainment company is all you do i mean this is what they talk about katzenberg what made katzenberg so good is he kissed talent's ass that's what he did that was his superpower he kissed talent's ass now the problem is is that he did that with quibi raised a couple billion dollars and burned through it. Supposedly, did you hear this shit? He's the, he supposedly, for Quibi, did a documentary. There's a documentary on Quibi. Don't ask me how they do it in seven or 10 minute bites. And Reese Witherspoon was narrating it. They paid her $10 million to narrate a single documentary on fucking Quibi. It's like, if this is all you're doing is finding air quotes, name brand talent to just potato gun, you know, briefcases full of cash at to, to take part in your business strategy shit shows. If that is what is deemed as a successful, if that's what it takes to be successful in the entertainment business, 
Oh, fuck that. What a terrible business this is. Jesus Christ. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I think I told you this, but, the, you know, the latest, what, the last, like, month of entertainment, two months of entertainment outside of the Northman, uh, <laughs> gives me, uh, yeah, gives me, uh, gives me confidence for the shit that I write, because, fuck, at least it makes sense. Like, look, it might not be the most thought-provoking stuff in the world, but holy shit, like, I mean, stuff still adds up. They're set up in payoff. I can't, how many shows, things just can't even do set up and payoff correctly? I mean, oh my God. Like what, what was the setup and payoff of Layla in Moon Knight coming back as the Scarlet Scarab and being more powerful are than you Moon Knight? An, are you an Egyptian superhero? That was the payoff. The payoff was this. Mm-hmm. Kevin Feige got in a hard on saying, we need more women superheroes. So no, we're gonna take a series about, called it's not about, it's not about, Moon Knight. No, it's not. It's not about. It's about having Moon Knight women and make superheroes, it... women superheroes that are immediately more powerful than anyone that has any modicum of training. More powerful, more successful. They are never beat. When's when has Captain Marvel been beat? Been defeated in in a in a battle? I mean, kind of, Th- sort of against what Thanos punched her. Yeah, yeah just like she right. was fine. It, all it did was delay her. That's all it did. It did not, he did not defeat her, but it's like, there's that. Uh, w- like Wanda being more powerful, like then, well, I guess that kind of makes sense, more powerful than Vision. But the Scarlet Scarab, like, it's not a thing, it's, it's not about we need more women superheroes. It's the fact that like, they're immediately like the most powerful. Like they, there is no trials and tribulations. It's, it's because of I know, what, it's I know. the Wonder Woman thing. I know. I know. Uh, we're, you know, I'm sure we'll be canceled for saying that, but I don't really care. No, true. I mean, no, but, but I mean, it's the Wonder Woman thing. Wonder Woman came out and I think Feige said, hey, we gotta, we gotta do something here. And now Wonder Woman 1984 came out. And I think that, you know, and, and I think the lesson to be learned there is, um, you better make sure you've got a good script and a good story that people actually give a shit about. It's not just about a not... woman being a superhero. Right, exactly. But you have to make people care about it. Yeah. But I, I mean, I don't know what the good superhero example would be, but just strong female character, whatever. I mean, yes, I know we talked about it, but like, look at, and I don't know why Charlize is my pick for both of these, but if you look at, um, Thomas Bond, if you look at Mad Max Fury Road, like she gets beat up. I mean, she's she's she wins in the end, but she gets fucked up in those movies. And I'm not saying that women need to get destroyed before winning. No, but it's like every person you have to have like setbacks. Like right. part of the hero's journey is a setback. What like where have the setbacks been? Yes, Wanda had her setback, but her setback was vision well, being isn't, killed. Isn't um isn't what's her face playing Furiosa young as younger? Uh, yeah, Anya Taylor uh, Joy. Cat Eyes. Yeah, Anya Taylor. Yeah, Joy. so I mean, so let's see what happens there, right? I mean, yeah. because she's she. I I think though you also have to have actors that can play setbacks, right? I mean, you got to have you actually have to have people that can act, and I mean, Anya Taylor Joy can act. I'm not worried about that. 
So, I mean, yes, if they give her a script with some meat on it, then fine. I, I think that I, I don't know, dude. I mean, I, I, the, the thing that gets me is like, it's like you have setbacks, but they, they set up what's her face is setback as in my figurative husband is dead. And I dreamed up these kids in order to not deal with reality. And is it really? So like this sort of depressive episode is what's driving sort of what's driving her to be evil. I mean, the other thing that people said about Dr. Strange is like, do people not find it a little bit, do women not find it a little bit degrading that like Wanda's justification for murdering people or torturing people are but my kids my fake ass kids right but but is that would that be better than megalomania let's murder a whole bunch of people because i want to take over over the the world world. right i mean what what i mean you could at least say what was the motherly instinct that rain what are we gonna do we're gonna take over the world you know figuratively imprison people it's like oh it's for it's for the children you know anyways uh so what was it con con hot package spinal tap two on tap as rob reiner michael mckean christopher guest and harry shear back for encore this this is gonna suck yeah elephant dicks and here's why rob reiner hasn't made a good movie in like 20 years what are what are the last few movies he's made uh let's look it up i'm more than happy to look that since shit up. okay so since a few good men he did north um hold on. hold on so he did shock and awe in 2017 woody harrison james mars and rob reiner jessica biel mila mila jovovich tommy lee jones 30 percent of rotten tomatoes 47 Metacritic. hold on yep wow L- lbj in 2016 where woody harrelson was lyndon baines johnson 57 percent 54 minute critic okay being charlie in 2015 23 percent around tomatoes 47 on metacritic and so it goes rob uh this was 2014 michael douglas diane keaton 18 percent 38 on metacritic hold on i'm i'm looking at the list the, the magic of bell isle 29 percent 46 on metacritic flipped uh, 54%, 45 on Metacritic. The bucket list. I remember the bucket list. Oh, was 40, that good? 40, I mean, that's no, just kind of... No. 41%, uh, 42 on Metacritic. Uh, even Rotten Tomatoes consensus called it schmaltzy. Rumor has it. Oh, my God. Look at the poster for Rumor has it. Look I'm, at, I'm looking at it. Look at Kevin Costner. Well, yeah, I know Jennifer Aniston, but look at Kevin Costner. That is so Photoshopped. Uh, let's see. 20% on Rotten Tomatoes, 35 on Metacritic. Yikes. Alex and Emma... 11 percent 32 on metacritic the story a, a romantic us. comedy with a kate hudson and luke wilson yep 26 percent 37 on metacritic for the story of us ghost of mississippi 43 about the shooting of medgar evers that wasn't very good 40 percent oh god the american 13 million dollar box office on a 36 million dollar the, the american president was the last one 91 percent 67 metacritic the aaron american. sorkin script yeah and that's that's the so um, he made one two three four five six seven well, eight, and nine, north ten, and north is 11, almost considered one of the worst movies ever made he does a few good men like all his good movies were like 
basically in a 10 year period. Spinal Tap, sure thing's okay. Stand By Me, Princess Bride, Harry Met Sally, Misery, Few Good Men. And then I don't even know if I put American President in that same thing, but that's it. Here's a problem with This Is Spinal Tap. This Is Spinal Tap when it came out. I mean, it, it, it was- It came out in the 80s no, when but, all those hair bands, like it came out at the time when that shit was popular. Like what? But but Rob Reiner wasn't a thing like that as a director and mockumentaries didn't exist. Right. And so they just took these, you know, Saturday Night Live-ish sort of characters these people, yeah, improv, ske- sketch guys. sketchy folks. Yeah. And it's like, and it was lightning in a bottle. It popped and it's, it's fantastic and it's wonderful. Now they come back and what's going to happen is every musical act is going to want to be a part of it. Th- this is like, this is the problem with like the Austin Powers movie. The first one comes out, it's kind of lower budget. It just gets made. But when the second and third one comes out, the second one has Rob fucking low in it. Okay. Like everyone yeah. wanted to well, be like a in part the third of it. one. The third one had fucking like steven spielberg made a cameo and quincy jones made a cameo yes, and yes. britney spears made a cameo john right. travolta and kevin right. spacey and right paltrow danny devito tom right. cruise tom cruise was in the third one right and and so what's going to happen with this is you're going to see basically metallica is going to get on the same stage uh, as I spinal, grew up loving spinal tap oh oh my god yeah it's all going to be these interviews with these really famous bands i mean and 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 here's how bad it might get if it gets to the point that um, what's what's the what's the group with the that did Jeremy the grunge band from whatever that people get all, fuck I can't remember. I just know Nirvana. That's all. I... Yeah, no, I'm but I'm just gonna say if you get Foo Fighters on there, you're gonna get every big time band is gonna do this little snippet saying it, and just because that happens, it's gonna be yeah, the magic is gone. And Rob Reiner's looking for anything positive because clearly he hasn't been able to break fifty in twenty years. I mean, he's too busy oh, screaming all that. Yeah, no, fifty percent. First of all, he he spends way too much time screaming on Twitter about anything, um, but um yeah no i mean he's doing whatever and i'm sure like harry Shearer and these guys are like yep here's my last hurrah you know now now what would be great is this if they were all basically like borderline nursing home types and they, they it was all kept there and they were going to perform just to stay in the nursing home and it was kept small as well but it won't be it can't be it's yeah, spinal tap. It's gonna be They're going to be way too far up their own. It's going to be closer to fucking pop star never stop, never stopping, which is actually good. But the first ten minutes of pop star never stop, never stopping is literally all these celebrity acts like oh, because the name of Andy Samberg's character is Connor. Connor for real is like his rap is his stage name. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, Connor for real. Man, there wouldn't be no Nas without Connor for real. Like it's like that shit. Like Nas was in it. What the fuck is Nas doing in? you know pop star never stop never stopping but yeah no it's it's good yeah it's not gonna be good i, I wonder they're gonna be like yeah we've burned through 168 drummers <laughs> the, the, they are never going to be able to capture the magic of reading the um the album reviews yeah reading the review of intravenous de milo or um shark shark sandwich, shark sandwich. <laughs> i mean i i mean the spontaneity of all that all the spontaneity of what that was. No one knew where they were or what they were doing. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or the whole, and what's his face died. 
um ian the character that uh, played ian like the the manager he died a few years ago oh the one who said like um there's no know, oh yeah the, the yeah. bit of you know seven years ago or so when spinal tap was they were performing at these stadiums or these arenas that would hold 12 15, yeah 12 15, and now they're in theaters that are holding maybe 1500 or 2000 people do you see that as um um you know interest in the band waiting and no 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 no, no. their appeal is just becoming more selective yeah um but i mean you're never going to there's no get... love sex there's no love sex and drugs for ian how do you think i feel <laughs> That one, and then what? I'm just as God made me. Yeah, yeah. I'm just as God made me, sir. (laughs) See, see, there will be all the things we're saying in this. There will be none of that. There will be none of like these perfect lines that still people still use today. Um, Hopefully, some of your peers that are listening will go find this is Spinal Tap. This is Spinal Tap, and watch it. It came out in '84. It was mostly shot in '82. Ninety minutes, if that. It is the ending one is of still these... weird when they're at like the zoo or whatever. Well, because it's them falling apart. Yeah, but then until they, they find out that the it's hidden talk... in Japan. Yeah, and know? then they talk, and then they talk about the uh, a jazz, the, the Jack jazz the Ripper. Group. No, yeah, the yeah. Jack the Ripper, Saucy song. Jack, Saucy Jack. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like oh my god! But then, then it kind of picks back up at the end credits. You know, I think what we're doing with songs like Sex Farm, you know, I think putting a good <laughs> message out there, just like all that stuff. But yeah, no. Yes, the the, the smell, smell the glove. <laughs> smell the glove. It's like no. It was we we already. I did, yeah. didn't. We already. Um. Didn't we already spend time on our old episode where we were just reading the lyrics to some of their songs? I yeah. Think. Um. We big read, bottom. Big bottom. Big bottom. And sex farm for sure. Yeah. Uh, more cushion for the pushing and all that stuff. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Disney. Yeah, and you were like. Well, that was part of the episode that didn't release because it was the audio was crazy. Oh, that was no, one when you were when you were reading. <laughs> see, see now you got me. See now you got me. Disney, <laughs> Disney sex takes. Oh my god! Lyrics. I'm just gonna read this. Working on a sex farm, trying to raise some hard love, getting yeah. out my pitchfork, poking your hay. Scratching in your head house, sniffing at your feedback, <laughs> slipping out your back door, leaving my spray. <laughs> Working on a sex farm, hosing down your barn door, bothering your livestock. They know what I need. Working up a hot sweat, crouching on your pea patch, plowing through your bean field, <laughs> planting my seed. <laughs> Okay. The, okay. The, the nuance <laughs> yeah. to the lyrics like there. I mean anyway. Anyways. Um Disney <laughs> Disney takes one billion dollar hit for ending license deals to send content to streaming. Quarterly sales up, profit falls. So Disney had their earnings call. Disney Plus uh grew by eight million subs, but all like in fucking India, like 12 cents a month, right? Okay. Anyways. Um yeah, it didn't seem super great. How's that ticker doing? It's D-I-S. like D-I-S. Not great. Is that what, 104? 107. Oh, wow. That's great. It was down. It was in the 90s. Um, Very briefly, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. No, it was 100. It fell to 100 at 9 30 on thursday i thought it was like 95 or something like that yeah no i mean it's for some reason it hasn't dropped below 100 
they still have their trailing 12 month PE ratio at 63, which is um, high. Yes, uh, that is. Um, I mean, obviously, looking back over the 12 months, I I, I think they're they are going to have a ton of and and the only place that's really popping it is like the parks because they're just charging an arm and a leg and there's a ton of demand nickel and diamond this shit out of oh my god everybody and and smaller food portions (laughs) yep because disney fans are all just fucking pigs um they um I, I think though the the problem is is like you have I think you have a lot of people that invested in Disney that like in 2019 like Disney just dominated the the film universe like they oh, had yeah. like seven of the top ten movies yeah. that year and of which like they cracked a billion dollars on like yeah they had it. they had Captain Marvel Endgame and Spider Man oh, well Spider Man was Sony they had Captain Marvel and Endgame which was almost $4 billion by itself. But then they had... Um, but like the only one that didn't make like the top 10 was Dumbo, basically, or something Dumbo. like that. Yeah. Yeah, what was the, what was the Pixar movie? Or what was the um, Pixar or uh, Disney movie that came out that year? Like Disney Animation. Curious. Uh, this is great podcasting. But... They're, you know, Bob Chapek, they, they were asked, Bob Chapek was asked about China. You know, it's a, com- it's a complicated live story. action Lion King, Frozen oh, 2, that's right. Frozen oh two <laughs> Star Wars Episode 9. I mean, even for that sucking, I mean, Avengers Endgame, Lion King, Toy Story 4, Frozen 2, Captain Toy Story Marvel, 4. Uh, Aladdin, live action Aladdin, which made a billion. That made a billion. Here we go. Avengers Endgame, domestic, 858. Lion King. Oh, no, wait. That was 2019. Right, right. Yeah, we're talking about 2019. Lion King, 543. Toy Story 4, 430. Frozen 2, 430. Captain Marvel, 426. Episode 9, Rise Skywalker, 390. Aladdin, number 9, 355. Joker, number 9. And then... You fall all the way down to Disney, Dumbo, and Maleficent so, of Evil made like 115. So events. worldwide, highest grossing. You had Avengers Endgame, Lion King, Frozen 2, 2.7, basically 2.8 billion, 1.66 billion, 1.45 billion. Number five was Captain Marvel, 1.128 billion. Spider-Man was 1.132 and number four. Number seven was Star Wars Rise Skywalker, 1.074 billion. Number eight was Toy Story 4, 1.073 billion. Aladdin, 1.051 billion. This is never going to happen again. I mean, and the idea that Disney motion pictures are going to come out and just, I don't want to say dominate relative to the competition, but the raw numbers of box office revenues that are realized. In the first studio in history to surpass $10 billion in worldwide box office grosses in a year. 10 billion they had the top six movies that year and seven of the top eight domestic domestic but 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 here's what i'm saying people aren't going to the movie theater anymore i mean (laughs) i mean covid's like gonna be here every year all about how much fucking shit you can put on your streaming platform how much Uh, how much shit you can how much shit you can play in the background while you're folding 
clothes and washing dishes and you know but what is but but then so so disney at a hundred bucks a share trailing 12 months is 63 times pe now that's gonna get better right with the movie releases but 30 times pe is that a good price like what should it be like what is that correct number supposed to be it should have fucking 60 but 60 isn't reality but even at 30 i mean apple's in the mid-20s today and uh, i mean apple i think apple's got a hell of a lot better business model than fucking disney yeah, well it's fucking apple i mean could you at least pick a, a an no i'm just company? saying like, i'm saying right but but who i mean I what other nbc universal so what's Comcast? Well, but see, Comcast isn't Comcast isn't a. I know it's a telecommunications company. Um, what was the next one I had? I mean, I don't know if you wanted to keep talking about Disney, but the last story I had was David Cronenberg lines up next movie, The Shrouds. With Comcast P is only thirteen. Okay. Uh, David Cronenberg next uh, lines up next movie, The Shrouds, with Vincent Castle. In lead role, film nation to sell. So this is next movie that he's making with um, Vigo Mortensen, Kristen Stewart, and Lisa Du. Didn't know if you had anything what to say. We, I, know you're I mean, yeah. I mean, is Vigo shown his cock? I guess that's the first question. But but Cronenberg either does these really trippy horror-ish sort of movies, or he does these Vigo Mortensen movies, and this feels like it's a combination of the two, right? Yeah, it's a Lahane star and French icon castle. Is it Cassell or Castle? Looks like Castle. Sure. We'll play Karsh, an innovative businessman, businessman and grieving widower who builds a novel device to connect with the dead inside a burial shroud. This burial tool installed <laughs> at what? We've got this great business plan. You see, I'm going to create this thing to talk to dead people. Yeah. Let's scale it. Nothing could go wrong. Here. Yeah. This- <laughs> Just- this burial tool installed at his how about own, no <laughs> this burial tool installed at his own state-of-the-art though controversial cemetery allows him and his oh is it walk. is it controversial <laughs> is it is it really controversial <laughs> I need to get through this. Allows him and his clients to watch their specific departed loved one decompose in real time. Karsh's revolutionary business is on the verge of breaking into the international mainstream when several graves within his cemetery are vandalized and nearly destroyed, including that of his wife. Oh, wait. So this idea, something went wrong. <laughs> While he's what happened? To- uh, Peter Griffin broke in, found the skull of one of the Indians. Oh, yeah, and, he, yeah. and what did he do? He fucked the skull or something yeah, yeah, yeah. pissed on it. Yeah, it's like, what do you do with it? Ah, oh, you know, I just put it on my dad and other things or whatever. <laughs> While he struggles to uncover a clear motive for the attack, the mystery of who brought who wrought this havoc and and why drive him to reevaluate his business marriage and fidelity to his late wife's memory, as well as push him to new beginnings. You know, he was he either was or is married. I think he was married to Monica Bellucci, or he is with Monica Bellucci. Vincent who Cronenberg or the other? No, Vincent C- Castle Cassell. Whatever his name is. Who's Monica Bellucci? Are, are you serious? She played... Was she in like... um? She's a very attractive Italian woman who played uh, Mary Magdalene I, in Passion of the Christ. With a name like Bellucci. Who'd have thought that? Oh, that she's Italian? Yeah. She's like... She was a fashion model for Dolce & Gabbana. She's 57? Yeah, but like... Was she in... Um, wasn't she in like one of... Um, she was Inspector, but... 
she played Persephone in the last two in the Matrix Reloaded in the Matrix Revolutions. Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> well, no, you wasn't, gotta... she, wasn't she in? Um, who's the guy that did um, Eraserhead? Was she in that? Or no, she was in the Sorcerer's Apprentice. She's in Brothers she Grimm. She, she she's not exactly been in uh, a lot of. She was in She Hate Me. Um, yeah, but that do you see her? Yes, I see her. No, I see people. Her. People criticized her when she played Mary Magdalene. It's like she's too because uh, she, she did. Too hot. Wait, was she in? Um, is that the uh, Scorsese one? Passion of the Christ. Yeah. Oh no, Passion no, of the Mel Gibson. Damn. Okay. Watch out. Safe search. It's Monica Bellucci. Like, I, I know you've heard of her. Yeah, I had. Yeah. Damn. Are okay. you kidding anyways, me? Anyways. Um. um yeah no, no no i'm but she was a patch of the christ okay uh what what baby oh what have we here so anyways that was the last story i had you know if you had anything left to talk about no that's it that's all i got that's all i got okay well okay How's the, uh, what are you looking at? Uh, hold on one sec. Can you pause it for a minute? Yes. So this could be me. Finish yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah, let's just finish it up. Uh, so anyways, you can, um, I think we can wrap up there, but you can rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Um, follow us on Instagram at the.all.around or on Twitter at the underscore all underscore around. I don't really know what's coming out this week. Um, I know this week. Top Gun. What's Top Gun? Next week? 27th. Memorial Day okay. weekend. Okay. I know. Hey, this Friday will be the six-year anniversary of the Nice Guy, the release of the Nice Guys. So, May twentieth, twenty sixteen, was when it came out. So there you go. There's a wise old Indian. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, oh wow! I didn't know Jennifer Connelly. She filmed love scenes with Tom Cruise in Top Gun Maverick. How about that? Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Tom Cruise knows what he's doing as producer. <laughs> Jennifer Jennifer Connelly definitely still holding strong. Yep. I, right. I would say I know there's a lot of uh, uh, people probably a bit younger than me, though, that um, the discovered Rocketeer. Manhood watching her in The Rocketeer. For yeah. Sure, so. Also, it looks like Celtics are up 15 when third quarter is about to be over. Yeah, so. that's about right. That sounds, I, I think they're going to have to really hear are. Bill Simmons. All right. Talk so to you I'll later. Talk, I'll talk to you a bit. <laughs> Bye. Bye.